0: You're listening to Hashtag No filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you in trouble. though. Oh, you? yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's <laughs> 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered combos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Hello, welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in, guys. I hope you are having a wonderful Thursday. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then you are getting a rebroadcast from our Thursday Night Live. We go live every Thursday on the Instagram, on the YouTube. What's going on, guys? If you're watching this live, let me know where you're watching in from so I can give you a shout out. Ooh, Linda Watson said, I'm getting lit tonight. Hey, Linda, what's going on, girl? Let's get it, get it, get it. And and throw them hips, girl. Boom, 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 boom. Also, guys, I am going to be doing a members only live stream after this. So if you are a member on YouTube, if you're a member of the Zach Pack, then you can join that. I'm doing an unfiltered Q&A. No question is off limits. And we are going to get it. Oh, we have Jelly from Colorado. We have Glenn from Texas. Hi, guys. We have Meg from St. Louis. Oh, my God. They're coming in so fast. Um, We have Trine from Queensland, Australia. Miss Kristen from, uh, Miss Kristen from somewhere. Sorry, guys, the live chat is just popping off. What's up? I'm drinking milk. Is that boring? That's very boring, Karen, but cheers. I'm drinking water right now. I'll have some wine for our members only live stream after this. So if you're a member on the Zach Pack, go on. Um, as a teacher, your lives are exactly what I need to wind down. Yay, I'm excited about that. We have CeCe from Las Vegas. We have Miss uh, Mrs. Sh. Che- Mrs. M. Cheer from the UK. We have Pamela from Tennessee. We have Ohio in the house, Australia in the house. Ooh, Mary Ann's got her no filter wine. I love it. Okay, guys. Erica Jane and Tom Schwartz romance. I'm telling you, it could work. I can see it. Ooh, that's an interesting hot take. Do we think that Tom Schwartz and Erica Jane would be an interesting match? That would be wild. Oh, my God. Blame Joe from Pasadena. Love it. We got the Bronx in the house, Montana in the house. Let me know what your first name is and then, like, what city you're watching in from. That way I can actually be like, oh, it's Brittany from so-and-so. Brittany from Australia. Because sometimes I just see Montana, and I want to say your names, too. But I did see Montana. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Um, I can't wait for the questions to come from—I can't wait for the questions. I'm from, ooh, Washington. Love it. Uh, Yeah, everyone's saying Erica would eat up Tom Schwartz. I think she would. But I think—well, I think—well, I don't know. Does she want to be, like, a dominatrix? Kind of be like, what? And kind of come at him? Well, on the note of Erica Jane, she is officially speaking out, guys. She's officially—well— and officially, but not officially. So she was leaving. She was caught out in a parking lot. Um, a reporter for the Daily Mail or or someone was filming a paparazzi for the Daily Mail, ended up asking her some questions like, did you hear about Tom Drorty? He was recently indicted. And she's like, yes, I did hear. And he's like, what do you have to say about that? And she's like, I don't have anything to say about that. When I have something to say, you'll know about it. And I have a feeling when she has something to say, she'll probably want to come and say it on No Filter with Zach Peter. I mean, she has popped in our lives before, guys. And she has said when she's ready to talk, she'll talk to me. She said it on the live. So Um, I have faith that an Erica Jane interview will happen at some point. Fingers crossed for 2023. We're going to get that off the bucket list. But so she has, she did talk to the reporter and he was trying to get her and he like was asking her questions. And she's like, I told you I don't want to say anything. I told you I don't want to talk about this. It's crazy. It's wild. But she's like, I don't have anything to say right now. And he's like, I get that. And she's like, no, I don't think you get that. And she like snapped at him. And I was like, you know what? You go. These paparazzi, they be crazy. I hope he doesn't fake the competency hearing enough to testify sociopaths are capable of a lot. Okay, so let's get into that. Hi guys, um, let's get into it. So, to update everybody on, you know, what happened this week. So, Tom Girardi, his CFO, the Chief Financial Officer and Controller of Girardi Keys, that those were his two titles. He was the Controller and he was the Chief Financial Officer. Those were the last two titles that he held at Girardi Keys. Christopher Camone. we know he was arrested a couple months back. Um, so he, Tom Girardi. Christopher Kimone, and then David Lira. David Lira is the son of Tom's daughter, Jacqueline. David Lira is married to Tom's daughter, so it's his son-in-law. He was also an attorney at Girardi-Keys up until 2020 when everything started to shut down. When, like, the company started to shut down. So those three have been indicted on multiple fraud charges and um, contempt charges, criminal contempt to conceal the fraud. So there were charges that were brought in Illinois, Chicago. Those charges are specifically related to the Lion Air plane crash victims. And then there were additional charges brought in Los Angeles. So I believe there were eight counts of wire fraud in Chicago in relation to the Lion Air clients. And then there were an additional five charges of of fraud brought up here in Los Angeles that they'll be pursuing him for, and then four counts of contempt. I'm curious to see what happens with Jay Edelson and his lawsuit. He has a Big multi-million dollar lawsuit. He's coming after a lot of people in that lawsuit, trying to get back the money for the Lion Air clients. As we know, or as you should know if you've been listening to No Filter, you've been listening to my recaps on all of this, the Lion Air families have been paid. Jay Edelson took money out of his insurance policy for you know cases like this where if something happens with one of his clients, his firm does have insurance and they paid them their two million that they were entitled to. Jay Edelson is now pursuing litigation and he's suing uh, Gearde Keys and Erica and all these people. He's, he has a ton of people named in the lawsuit he's trying to sue them for that money back. And he's tackling on all sorts of damages that he's trying to get as well. It's unlikely that he's going to get all of that, but he's still pursuing that. It's interesting, though, now that there has been this judgment and they want Tom to pay $3 million in Illinois to these clients if Jay Edelson will continue to pursue litigation against them. Um, I assume that he would because I would assume he's trying to get his lawyer's fees and he's trying to get a little cash for himself as well. And listen, I don't blame him. He's working on this case. He's entitled to, to a piece of it. And if the victims have already gotten paid and they might get double that if this, you know, if Tom has to pay up in court, I get that. So that's the Illinois case, the LA case, five counts of fraud against just Tom and the CFO, the Christopher come out. So now what has to happen is there's a hearing on February 6th here in L.A., and that's where they're going to try and determine whether or not Tom Girardi is competent enough to sit trial. So he has to, one, enter a plea, and it's either going to be guilty or not guilty. And right now, my understanding is the government now has to even prove that he's competent enough to even enter a plea So the argument that Tom's trustee, or not his trustee, sorry, his um, conservator, which is his brother, the argument that they're trying to make is that Tom's not competent enough to even understand what's going on. And in order to, to be held accountable for your crimes, you have to be competent enough to have a conversation with your lawyer and understand what you're facing. And so it's been made clear Just stopping in to say, hi, hi, RJ. Hi, Ronnie. Um, So it's been made clear that the government will have to prove that Tom Girardi is competent. I'm going to be very curious to see how they do that. I don't know if it's going to be a brain scan. I don't know if there's going to be a... MRI, CAT scan, what's, what's the exact term? I did reach out to one of my doctor friends and I was like, um, do you know how you get diagnosed for dementia and how you can determine whether or not somebody has like actual dementia or or pretend amnesia? Um, So we'll see. But it is up to the government to prove that Tom is competent. So I would imagine they're probably going to have him do or they're going to try to make him do some sort of evaluation. I would imagine they would want to do a brain scan. I'm not familiar with Alzheimer's, dementia and brain scans and how that comes up on a test. But... That's what the government is going to have to now do, and if they can't prove that, if they can't prove that Tom is competent enough to not just, again, not to stand trial, but be able to have educated and fully informed conversations with his attorney, where his attorney can say, these are the charges that you're facing. Do you understand the charges? He can say no, but... Again, that's the government has to prove their case. And if they can prove it, what they're trying to fight for is to arrest Tom Girardi and take him into custody during the trial. They want to arrest him, um, and then they want to send him to prison. As of right now, each of the fraud charges that he's facing, again, that's five in Los Angeles and eight in Illinois. Each of those is at a maximum of 20 years. So that's a lot of time that he's potentially facing. It may be... You know, in an attempt to make an example out of him, because I know I report him like Tom's facing life in prison, which is true. But a lot of people like that's going to be six months, that's going to be two years from he's going to be dead by the time he has to serve it. And I'm like, okay, thank you for your ray of sunshine, everybody. But it's likely, you know, he's probably not going to get 20 years for each of those charges. That's probably not what's going to end up happening. Jen Shah, just to put into context, to exp- explain it in Bravo terms, Jen Shah was charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud which was not as severe as wire fraud. There's the intent to to cheat people, and then there's actually cheating people. So they're charging Tom with actual wire fraud. Jen was charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She took a plea deal, and she's only charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She got six and a half years with a plea deal with conspiracy to commit wire fraud, so Tom Girardi right now is looking at, just in very basic layman's terms, 13 Jen Shaw's cases right now. 13 of them is what he's looking at, not including the contempt charges. Contempt and prison time for contempt is ultimately up to the judge to decide how much prison time they think you're entitled to for that, but... We'll have to wait and see. Erica doesn't want to talk about it, as she told the Daily Mail. She has nothing to say right now, but she plans to speak out at some point. And when she's ready, she said, we will know about it. So it is Yiggsies, but yeah. And so basically, in terms of timeline, because I also wanted to explain that to people, we, we have 13 Jen Shaw cases that Tom Girardi and his CFO are facing. David Lira, I don't believe is being indicted in Los Angeles. I think he's only being indicted in Chicago because he was specifically working on the Lion Air case. So he's only facing eight charges of wire fraud and criminal contempt. Um, and then timeline wise, because people are like, oh, when is he going to jail? When is he getting locked up? When is the trial? So I I'm placing this, timeline-wise, as the sprinter van on Salt Lake City. So when the sprinter van came to arrest Jen Shaw, that's, the, that's where we're at with the Girardi case. So right now, the charges have just been brought forth. They're trying to get him into custody, but as of right now, Tom Girardi is off to the hospital because he heard Coach Shaw has internal bleeding up in, up in his rectum. So Tom Girardi's fleeing from... Essentially, and putting it in Bravo terms, um, and obviously hyperbolizing things, but that's where Tom Girardi is in the truck on his way to go help Coach Shaw because Coach Shaw is bleeding from his anus. So that's timeline-wise, he's now we're about to face the arrest. Next, they will have there will have to be a plea. I believe the plea is what would is what they're going to try to solve on February 6th. That's the 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 hearing date. That's where I'm sure he'll probably say. Well, I'll get into the Erica thing right now, Elizabeth. I'm pretty sure that's where Tom's going to say, all right, well, or not Tom, but his his uh, conservator is going to say he can't, he can't enter a plea. He has to enter a plea of not guilty by default because he can't stand and actually, you know, understand what's going on. So we'll see what happens. The feds have made it clear they want to arrest him. So they want to take him into custody. You, you always have the skinny. Yes, I do. At first, I thought you were calling me skinny, and I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I feel like I've gained like 15 pounds." Okay, now how does this affect Erica? Because that's the next big question, right? How does it how does it affect Erica, and how is it different from Teresa Judice and Julie Chrisley? So it's very different from Teresa Judice and Julie. Um, anus, rectum, just say it, butthole. Yeah, but they, but the, the thing was that Coach Shaw was bleeding internally through his like rectum. The butthole is the end of it, right? The butthole is the fingertip, but he was bleeding from all the way up here. There was blood that was coming all the way out. And then we found, and then we never got a follow up to that. Like we never got proof that like he was ever bleeding in his butt. Like why was he bleeding in his butt? Was he caught in the locker rooms? Was he caught at the roundup? I don't know. Okay. Um, Erica, how does this affect her? Not very much. Um, because if they had anything against her, listen, so there's only one case that that's being uh reviewed in Chicago in that in though in that indictment, but in LA, the feds brought up five different clients of Tom Girardi's. And that is an estimated $15 million that they claim that he owes. And then in, in Chicago, they claim that he owes $3 million. So total, it's about $18 million that he's looking to possibly pay back. Um, but that's five different clients that were outlined in the actual indictment paperwork, which we went through live uh, earlier this week on YouTube. So if you want to catch that live reaction and the review of the actual court documents, you can watch that on YouTube. But... They had multiple clients listed out in the indictment, which tells me that they did some investigating. And as of right now, Christopher Camone, Tom Girardi, and David Lira are really the only players that they're coming after. It doesn't even look like they're going after Keith Griffin. He was one of the other attorneys there. Um, but as of right now, it just looks like the they found the people that they want to hold accountable. I think if they had anything on Erica, they would have charged her in this because they've been investigating her for a long time, right? Ronald Richards was hired specifically to investigate her. They've gone after her multiple times. Multiple lawsuits have come after her, and each of those lawsuits, for the most part, has ended with, we don't think she knew anything. We don't think she's liable for having to pay the bill at Girardi Keys." So she keeps winning her lawsuits. They keep popping up, but she keeps winning them, and she keeps getting through. So I don't think— There's any sort of criminal liability on her end. She's not culpable for any of these crimes, and she didn't actually work there. What about the $25 million? So if anything, Girardi-Keese's trustee can sue Erica for the $25 million because technically they were written off as loans. So they can come after Erica and say, hey, we loaned you $25 million. You need to pay that up. As of right now, she's saying that she can't pay that back and again when you take out a loan at some point there like statute of limitations comes into it this wasn't a 25 million dollar lump sum it was 25 million dollars over the course of 12 years so at some point I would imagine statute of limitations comes into it you know there are a lot of ways she's probably not going to likely have to pay back that money but just put into perspective tom was winning like 25 million dollars was like a single case that tom has been winning like one case so if Erica's only gotten $25 million over the course of 12 years, that's a lot of other money that is still out there that they can still fish for, right? They've also, according to the, this indictment paperwork, they claim that that Tom was using client funds to, to pay his staff, so payroll. So the lady at the front desk, you know, if they had any paid interns, they were all getting money that was uh, – as of right now, alleged embezzled funds, because now the the trial has to set forth, and so that's where the government will have to prove all of this. So these are still allegations until it's proven in the court of law, it's considered alleged. Um, but so they're claiming that Tom was pla- paying payroll with client money. So then, if people want to collect on Erica's twenty five million, I think then every employee that got a paycheck there, their funds should be pulled into question too. And let's say the front the front desk lady didn't really do very much, like. You really think that, what, her $60,000 a year, we're going to have to go back for how many years she worked there and, and and have her pay all that back? Like, it's just, there's a lot more ways to get the money for the clients, Um I, listen, I, I don't love that Erica benefited $25 million. I don't love that her lavish lifestyle was funded off of you know seemingly blood money. Not all of it was blood money. Not every penny that Tom Girardi had was blood money. I know people don't like when I say that, but technically he was entitled to a percentage of his client's funds. The issue is he was taking more than the percentage. In some cases he was making 25%. In some cases he was making up to 40%. So there was a 25 to 40% that he was entitled to, But he wasn't taking that 25 to 40%. He was taking a lot more, in some cases, all of it. And he was deceiving his clients in terms of what was going on with the money. Hi, Michael Cookson. Michael Cookson from Canada. So again, how does this affect Erica? Criminally, it does not affect Erica. It looks like she's at this point in the clear. She still has civil lawsuits that she's going to have to face. People are still going to try to sue her. But it looks like every one of those lawsuits continues to get shot down. So it's very unlikely that... The people that are suing her civilly are really going to get far with that. I believe Jay Edelson's lawsuit at some point is also going to fizzle out, especially now that he's gotten a secured bond by the judge, now that they have a criminal indictment, now that the feds are looking to arrest Tom Girardi and put him in prison, along with Christopher Camone, David Lira. And that's the other thing. David Lira and Christopher Camone, Christopher they're also on the hook for that same $3 million, um, investigation is ongoing they're just beginning the investigation no one is in the clear thank you Kimberly Archie um yeah so we'll see what happens now back to erica the taxes i the taxes are where i think she's really going to end up getting hit hard and so people are saying well how does this differ from teresa teresa had to do prison time for um, for for taxes and Julie Julie she had to do prison time for taxes and that's not necessarily true Teresa and Julie yes had have ta- Julie has tax issues Teresa has resolved her tax issues but the prison time that they were sentenced was not because of taxes um I, I think Emily D Baker has said it on this show before the IRS is all they care about they don't care about sending you to prison they care about getting their money back and they'll they'll pursue it any way that they can when it comes to locking people up Julie and Teresa went to federal prison for fraud they were defrauding banks they were taking they were um Forging bank documents that proved that, like, Julie and Todd were giving the banks fake documents to prove that they were making a lot more money than they actually were. Those were fake documents that they were submitting to the banks. They were taking out really, really big loans. Remember, $36 million is what they took out. And then they were both, the Judices and the Chrisleys, were trying to file for bankruptcy. And that's when the fraud began to get investigated because, if you couldn't afford to take out these loans, you shouldn't have been lying to the banks to actually take out this money, and then you're trying to file for bankruptcy to get off the hook from actually paying back that money. So the bank fraud and the... um bankruptcy fraud, that's where the Chrisleys and the Judices ended up having to serve their prison time on top of having to pay back on their taxes. So Julie and Todd will have to pay back. Teresa and Joe have already cleared that. They've paid off their debts. They've served their time. They're done and they're moving forward. So hi, Brittany. Ba, ha, 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 Figures hubby gets a shout out and he's not even here. Uh, oh, oh, Brittany. Are you Brittany? um the way you say julie makes me laugh every time yeah i love it julie who thought that would work who thought what would work val I need a celebrity jail show with all these fools. I mean, it is crazy, right? It is It is well. But I think the taxes are where Erica's going to get hit hard. Whether she's going to serve prison time for the taxes, that's probably unlikely. She will have a big expensive tax bill that she will have to pay, and she'll likely be paying that back for the rest of her life with the amount of money. The IRS is probably going to come after her for. But again, Tom was trying to do this tax loophole of writing these— uh things off as loans with the intention of them possibly being paid back and so it's messy and it's not as cut and dry so when everyone's like erica's gonna serve prison time she's next yeah julie knew erica didn't have a clue yeah that's the other thing good point marianne julie was part was actively participating in the bank fraud that's what those were the charges that were brought against her she was helping to conceal things she was helping to forge documents like julie had an active role in the fraud. Erica didn't have an active role in the fraud because it was related to Girardi Keys. And so other people are also saying, oh, well, what about her? She was a secretary on the on the company. She knew. Well, let's also clarify, she wasn't a secretary at Girardi Keys. She was listed as a secretary in one of Tom's shell companies, and Tom had multiple shell companies that he was shuffling the money through. So or alleged that's these are all allegations we're waiting for the government to prove this which they will prove in court um or we'll try to prove in court we'll see but yeah the her being listed as a secretary like this is the thing people take like these little pieces of information they kind of put it out there and they don't really understand what they're saying um but yeah, so the secretary thinks she was listed as a secretary on a separate company. And again, there were multiple companies. So if they're going to drag her in for one shell company, then all these other people that are listed as, you know, board members on all these other companies would have to be dragged into. That's not to say that they won't, but I just don't see the feds going after every single little shell company. They usually go after the head honcho and then all the people that were benefiting from it or were actively part of it. Yeah. Um, I think the taxes are a serious issue, but I believe she will get innocent spouse exemption. There's no way she would be able to understand the complexity of a law firm's tax returns as Jordy keys. That's a good point, Kimberly. Like, and, and that's the thing is everybody's waiting for the hammer to drop on Erica. And my thing is, it's like, we need to stop fucking talking about Erica. Talk about like Tom and the Christopher Camone was literally trying to flee to the Bahamas. The CFO who was approving all of these and signing the checks and approving the transfers of these funds and lying to these clients, he was literally selling all of his properties here in the U.S. and he bought a property out in the Bahamas and he was ready to bounce until they came and arrested him. Why are we not holding him more accountable? And people are like, oh, well, he wasn't parading his money. He had multiple homes. Erica doesn't have multiple homes in her in her name. Erica wasn't trying to sell off all of her houses to liquidate her assets. Like, come on, guys. Do get a brain, Luann. So yeah, how does it affect Erica? It doesn't really matter. How does it affect Tom? That's an important question. How does this affect Christopher Kimone? That's an important question. How does this affect David Lira? That's an important question. I also am kind of like, wow, I wonder what's going on with Jacqueline, Tom's daughter, her husband is now on his way to prison after working at her father's law firm. Not only did she lose her father, but now her husband's going potentially going to prison. It's wild. Just heard Lisa Rinna might be doing her own show. I mean, that's all speculation. Those are all rumors. That's not... I don't think there's much credence to that. Culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... <sighs> so download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. If Tom Girardi had been a drug dealer, they would have seized every single thing Erica had. But she doesn't have anything. That's the thing. She doesn't have anything. She's not in the house. They already seized the house. She doesn't have any money from Tom. She opened up her own personal bank account. She's filed for divorce. She's separated from him. I mean, all she had was her jewelry, and they were able to link the jewelry to, you know, one trust account, and so she had to return the earrings. Uh, Erica must have known. Oh, my God. Here we go again. I'm not going to deal with these bullshit She must have known. She must have known. If you, if not, get all the Amex statements which show Balenciaga, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, items sold and take those back do we really need to know eric what erica owns she'd be dishonest if asked why why are you guys even here don't say stupid stuff if you don't understand the complexities of the case or the importance of the people that actually committed the crimes erica is no good okay all right i'm not gonna read the comments anymore uh just because they're stupid your housewives fans that dislike this woman when she didn't even commit a fucking crime and the men you're giving a total pass to okay what else do we want to talk about um we'll see what happens. Like I said, Tom Girardi's hearing is on February 6th. I'm hoping that we get some sort of like Zoom or call in so that we can actually um do you know everything your partner does? No, especially when there's that power imbalance where he's a lot older, he's very wealthy. And I don't think she cared. Her credit, her Amex was doing just fine at Neiman Marcus, and I don't think she cared to ask questions. Go bother Coach Shaw. That's a good point, Kathy. Go bother Coach Shaw. His wife is going to federal prison. What is it? February seventeenth. Lock the bitch up. Tom and Erica, aka a stripper and a call girl. Tom's a stripper. Oh, um, what even are remarks right now? Dumb is what they are. Emily D. Baker must be locking her must be locking her lips. Why is she locking her lips? Do you have a Patreon or extra lives? Um, I have a YouTube membership that you can sign up for, which is kind of like a Patreon, and we will be doing an extra live after this. We'll be going live after this on the YouTube. The link is in the Instagram story, so if you want to join and become a member of the Zach Pack on YouTube, it's only two ninety nine a month. We will be doing an extra bonus live after this. Um, I'm not an Erica fan at all for other reasons. I don't think she knew anything at all. Yeah, I mean... It is what it is. Again, the conversation should not be about Erica. It it has nothing to do with Erica at this point. Licking Zach. Licking me? Why are you licking me? Because I lick my lips. Okay, so that's everything on the Tom stuff. That's everything on the Girardi Key stuff. Should we move on to Salt Lake City? We had the Salt Lake City reunion part two. Yeah, finally caught you life. I love when you guys join live for the first time and you're like, oh, my God, I'm excited. I caught you life. Actually, like makes me excited. Um, was fight between Brandy and Caroline due to Dina. No, guys, listen to my show, please. I break all of this down. I do it. It's so funny. I have guys that like I've dated in the past or just like friends that I have. And then they'll like send me articles and I'm like, did you read the article? It says Zach Peters quoted at the, in this article. I, I know the article. And they're like, did you hear this happen? And I'm like, yes, I know that happened. I broke that news on Sunday. Listen to my show. Uh, why is Bravo keeping Erica? That's what what I'm thinking. Why is Bravo keeping Erica? Because she hasn't committed a crime and she's entertaining television. And her story is compelling. That's why. Listen, when Jen Shaw got convicted, she went to jail. I have you in stereo. Oh, Hey. Okay, let's move on to Salt Lake City so that the dumb Erica haters can can bounce. Um, Salt Lake City. So we had the second part of the reunion. We're not getting a third part. We made it to part two, and this is the most that we're getting from Salt Lake City, which kind of made me happy. And this was also a good episode. I was really worried when I found out that it was going to be a three-part reunion because I was like, oh, what's going to happen? What are they going to do? How is this going to look? Um, and It's fine. And I'm glad that the reunion was actually decent. I'm glad they kept it at two parts. Uh, We didn't need a third part unless the Jen Shaw interview was going to be a part of it, which it was not. Meredith looked really bad at this reunion like really bad when Andy's like questioning her and he's like you were the judge and jury in season two and then come season three you're like I don't want to get involved and then she kept like bringing up Jen's suicide and she's like she made a suicide attempt and like I don't think she deserves to die because she did this and he's like nobody's talking about Jen Shaw dying but like everyone's talking about like your big major flip-flop and even Lisa Bartle is like what you're saying does not make sense. Which it didn't. It didn't make sense. I thought, I mean, Heather Gay was, like, totally meek and, like, looked like a battered wife. Like, she looked like somebody had been, like, battering her and gave her like that black eye like it was just weird she was just like very shut down she didn't want to engage she didn't want to talk about anything she kept talking about mormon guilt mormon guilt mormon guilt i don't believe that it's mormon guilt i think you came off looking like an idiot and you're embarrassed about how you came off rather than you know having real mormon guilt you don't have mormon guilt you wrote a whole book dragging the mormon church you don't have guilt about blacking out you were titties out dancing with jen by the pool You get drunk on the show. You show your boobs. Like, where? Like, that's the part that for me is confusing. Um, She kept giving the runaround. Yeah, her and Meredith. Meredith made total sense to me. She experienced someone attempting suicide in her own life and decided to show compassion. You can show compassion. Here's the thing. So let's get into this, right? Meredith did not make sense. Let's not even, I like Meredith. I adore Meredith. She is so sweet. She's been so supportive of me. She's been very supportive of the wine. I've enjoyed her on the show, but she did not make sense at the reunion. I'm going to call a spade a spade. She did not make sense at the reunion because she kept kind of rambling and jumping around when Andy kept asking her, like, why the flip-flop? Why the change in tone? You can have compassion for somebody, but still acknowledge that they're guilty and still, like, hold them accountable for the crimes that they've committed, for the people that they've taken advantage of. Like, she was the judge and the jury. And so for her to be like, now, I'm not the judge and the jury. And she kept saying, I can't make a decision until we have the sentencing. And that didn't make sense to me because I'm like, the sentencing just is going going to tell us how much prison time she's actually going to serve. It's not going to change the fact that she's still going to prison. All the sentencing, like the sentencing was like such a cop-out moment. Jen pled guilty. And that's what Lisa Barlow and that's what Andy Cohen kept trying to hammering down on Meredith is like, you said it was going to be an issue if she pled guilty. You said it was going to be an issue if she didn't take accountability to the victims. She would pled guilty and she's not taking real accountability for the victims. You said that you were going to have a problem with that. And now all of a sudden you don't have a problem with that. That for me was like just such a weird dynamic and why we're still blindly defending her. Like, listen, Lisa Barlow wasn't beating her. I mean, Lisa Barlow took a few digs, but she wasn't beating her up or being, you know, not compassionate to the fact that Jen claims that she tried to commit suicide, which let's also be clear. I think, uh, Lisa Barlow also brought up this point on Twitter. Never once was the suicide attempt brought up in the court documents. That's the time that you can bring that up. You bring it up to the judge and say, "Hey, I want less time because my mental health is not well." And and Lisa Barlow made a really good point. Nothing in her testimony, nothing in her fifty-five page briefing to the judge, where she said that she wanted, um, she said that she only wanted three years in prison. None of that actually, like, she never brought up that point again. She only brought it up on the show with the other women. And I'm not trying to, listen, I'm not trying to negate, you know, a suicide attempt. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. Um, I'm just pointing out the inaccuracies in her story. So, and listen, that's not that I, to say I don't have compassion for for Jen and what she's going through. But it's also like Jen put herself in this position. She's a grown woman. She made poor choices. She continued to make poor choices, even though she knew she was under investigation. And she continues to make poor choices even now. So I don't understand Meredith's point, And I don't, listen, you can have compassion and still hold people accountable. Period. End of story. She did not hold Meredith, or she did not hold Jen Shaw accountable she called Jen Shaw at the reunion It's like hey Jen Shaw can you clarify this little detail about this lie that Lisa Barlow may or may not have told about you what was this a day or two before Jen's sentencing and she keeps saying I don't know what to think of any of this and I can't make up my mind until I actually know what the results of the sentencing are going to be again the sentencing doesn't absolve her of guilt she pled guilty All the sentencing was, was to tell us and Jen how much prison time she will have to serve. So I'm sorry. That was not a sufficient enough answer. Meredith does have a law background. So I was very disappointed in her at this reunion. Still enjoy her. Still think she's a very lovely woman. Still grateful for all of her support. I will continue to support her in her endeavors, at least for the foreseeable future. But for right now, I really thought she bombed at the reunion. How do we feel about Mary possibly coming back to the mix? Okay, here's another hot take. Are you guys ready for it? Because I'm about to call out all of the ruthless and toothless on Twitter. So page six is reporting that Mary Cosby is going to be returning in a friend of capacity for season four, which is set to begin, I believe, on Valentine's Day. I believe, no, the 13th, the second week of of. Mid February is what I'm going to say is when Real Houses of Dubai, Real Houses of Beverly Hills, and Real Houses of Salt Lake City are all set to pick up filming again. So I believe it's Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills, and then Dubai. And it's all in like the same week. And it's all the same week that Jenshaw's is going to prison so, or has to turn herself into prison. And it's now been reported that Mary is supposed to be returning to Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Okay, cool. Got it. Check. Um, I don't mind Mary. I think she's funny. I think she's entertaining. I think she's crazy. I think she can make good television. My issue with Mary returning is all of these people are like, yay! They're parading Mary, and they're so excited to see Mary back. And a lot of them are the same ding-dongs that were saying, Lisa Rinna is toxic. Kelly Dodd is problematic. Ramona is racist. And I'm just like, mmm. But yet, you're championing, you're championing bringing back Mary Cosby. You're over here crying that Erica Jane has no compassion for the victims. Yet you have Mary Cosby, who has no compassion for her parishioners. Remember, Mary Cosby has been accused of running a cult. She has no compassion for her parishioners, who she's been essentially conning money out of we had Cameron come on the show what in season two to talk about how he took out a second mortgage to help pay for her church Mary's literally parading in all of her luxury items and showcasing her money with the money that she's getting from her church Mary doesn't have a business that she's making all this money off of Mary's getting her money from the church So her luxury lifestyle is built off the backs of her parishioners that are giving her money. So if you want to complain about Erica Jane not having compassion for the victims, I want to see you hold that same weight to Mary who's not having compassion for her victims. You want to call uh, Ramona racist or Ramona rude. Hello, Mary Cosby and her dismissive, how she was so dismissive of Whitney. That was rude. Mary Cosby and how she made fun of Jenny's accent in her lunch with Meredith, where she's mocking her accent and she's like mocking her in the Asian accent. That was that sounds pretty problematic. That sounds pretty racist. Remember when she called Jen Shaw, she compared Jen Shaw, who was arrested to Mexican thugs in the cartel. That sounds racially motivated. Remember when she said that she was afraid of the people hanging out outside of the 7 Eleven? Hello? You can't. Don't complain about Kelly Dodd. Don't complain about Ramona. Don't complain about Erica Jane. Don't complain about Lisa Renna. Don't call housewives toxic and then have a double standard and champion Mary coming back. Again, I don't have this. faux woke moral compass that other people seem to have i don't have that faux woke moral compass i think housewives are entertainment i don't need them to be upstanding citizens i don't need them to be amazing people and pillars in the community they don't all need to be jen shaw's who are a pillar in their community I just want them to be funny and entertaining. I want them to give me something interesting to watch. Now, when they do go to prison for taking advantage of vulnerable people, yeah, then I don't want to see them on my screen. Let them go to prison. Let them serve their time. And then after they serve their time and pay back their debt to, to society, then we can determine whether or not we want to bring them back on television if there's true contrition, if there's true you know, um, remorse there. But again... Don't come and cry about, I don't want Ramona on legacy, but yeah, bring back Mary Cosby. Listen, I think we should have had Ramona on Legacy. I think we should bring Kelly Dodd back to Real Housewives of Orange County. I don't have a problem with that. I don't cast I don't want the housewives cast on these shows because they're good people. I want them to come on because they're entertaining people. Yeah, I would like them to have a good moral compass. Have there been some scandals? Yeah, I would like to see them go through those scandals on the show and then learn through them so that we could be learned so that we could learn through them as well. Mary should have been fired. Well, she was fired. She was fired after the second season. They didn't ask her back um okay shout out to brittany it's brittany bitch thank you brittany for the super sticker on youtube in the live chat thank you brittany thank you thank you thank you brittany um what about lisa renna she's great tv Legacy should not come back. Let it stay dead, folks. Yeah, I think at this point, legacy is fine. I'm good without it. Or if you're going to bring legacy, bring it when we miss Roni, right? When we really are like, oh, my God, these women, we see them on social media and they're teasing. Ramona Luann and and Dorinda did an Instagram story. They went out to lunch. They posted a photo on Instagram as well. That To me, that was cute, and it brought some nostalgia, and it kind of made me miss them a little bit. But it hasn't gotten to that point where I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to watch where they're all at today. Let the dust settle. Bring it back in a couple of years. I know Andy's like, don't believe everything you read on social media because he's still trying to make it happen. But the network at this point is like, we're going to put this on ice. When we miss Roni. So when Ramona is 70, I mean, it could be a special. Ramona still looks great. These women still look banging. I don't care if they're 70 or not. They look incredible and they can drink and they can hang and they can do the damn thing. They should do a legacy girls trip. I would watch that. That would be fun. I would. And I've always said when it comes to legacy, I think I said this in in the last episode of No Filter. When it comes to legacy, I would like to see Jill, Dorinda, Bethany, all the OG, all the originals, right? Uh, Ramona, Bethany, Alex, Jill, and Luann. With Sonia and Dorinda, because I feel like they're essentially legacy. That's the real legacy cast right there. The seven of them all together. Maybe send them on a trip. Maybe put them together, you know, somewhere special. And, like, have them reminisce on the 15 years of Roni. Not Jill. We need Jill. You have to acknowledge that Jill is still legacy. Cindy Barship on legacy. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That was funny. That made me laugh so hard on the inside. Cindy Barship. Um, oh, you look gorgeous with that shirt. Love the color. Thank you, Norma. I appreciate that. Thank you for the super sticker, my love. Yes to all of these. Um, Send them back to Scary Island. That would be funny if we sent them back to Scary Island. An OG Ultimate Girls Trip. That would be fun too, Tones. I'm actually down for that. Okay, Um, should we talk about Potomac and the Robin stuff? Because I think... Should I talk about it on the podcast or Instagram or maybe just on YouTube? I know I broke it down somewhere. Sorry, I know there's a ton of content that goes out. So make sure you're following everywhere. Follow on Instagram at no filter with Zach. Follow on the Twitter. My my personal is at just Follow on the YouTube, Zach Peter on YouTube. Um follow the podcast, hashtag NoFilterWithZachPeter, with Zach Peter, because all the information's out there, and sometimes I can't keep up with all of it. But so Robin is finally admitted. So I'll take it back to the beginning. So there was um Giorgio on TikTok revealed that he had a source. This woman had come forth and told him about this, this affair that she had had with Juan for over a year. And they, um, they, I guess met up at a hotel or something. She said that they had like a relationship, some sort of affair. And um, she told Rob, she claims Robin knew about it and Robin didn't want her to go public with it. And she claims that some of the other women knew about it as well. And at first it was just a rumor that Juan was fooling around with this woman before they got married. Now we know that they are married. Now the news has broke. And so now... Robin has officially come out on her podcast and she said, yeah, so I actually, this woman did reach out to me and I did know about this affair that Juan was having. They, they weren't in a relationship. They didn't have a full-on relationship but yes, I did know about this and we did work through this before getting married and that's why you see me having reservations because we did, ha- we did have to work through these things before we officially decided to get married. And everybody is like, what? And all the women are like, what? And Candace was popping off on Twitter and Wendy was popping off on Twitter and And Karen Huger was popping off on Twitter. And they were all like, are you kidding me? He literally cheated. And there were cheating allegations that she denied on the show. And she was very clear. She's like, well, the allegations on the show are very different because they didn't bring up the correct cheating rumors. They brought up a different cheating rumor about him walking around with the woman in Georgetown. That wasn't the woman that he was with. It was a completely different woman. She was like, I was aware of this. And I thought at some point somebody would bring it up. But... Nobody brought it up, so it never got addressed, but I was fully prepared to address it. It's like, no, 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 Back that shit up. You should get fired for this. You had a big piece of your life that you didn't come forth with and you didn't own it, even though you were aware of it and you were actively working on it with your husband. You don't get to just take that pass and be like, oh, well, now it's come out. Like, "Mm, sorry. No. Mm -mm, not today and then for you to do a patreon episode on your podcast where you give people the real scoop no 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 hard no you had an opportunity she's like well nobody else addressed it on the show if they would have brought it up i was prepared to talk about it that's not how it works other people shouldn't have to bring up your life in order for you to talk about your life on camera on a reality show about your life Hi, Verity. Welcome on in. Verity has joined the Zach Pack tonight. Let's get it, get it, get it, girl. Welcome to the Zach Pack. And people pay for Patreon. Insane. Yeah. Imagine doing that on Patreon for a few bucks when you literally have a job that pays you a per season salary. Like, I think at this point, she's married. She married him again. She can stay with him, sail off into the sunset. Next season, we don't need Robin Dixon. I don't think she really brought in anything this season. <coughs> Actually, she brought the speaker thing, which was a cute moment, but like it's not real life. This the struggle with Potomac this season is these women are just making these big, crazy accusations, but they're not actually bringing the evidence. They're and they're not showing their lives, they're just kind of pointing the finger at each other and accusing each other of all of these things without actually living things out authentically. I think Bravo needs to have some non compete for wives and podcasts one or the other they do have non-competes but the non-compete is more in relation to they're not allowed to like talk about what's happening on the show until after it airs and even then they have to save it for the after show and the reunion it's tricky it's a tricky game um but i mean i think that that's a, a fire worthy offense to completely conceal such a big part of your life and your relationship and then to sell it to people on patreon it better have come up at the reunion. I haven't heard that it has, but it better have come up at the reunion. Period. Dot. I love Robin, but it's time for her to go. I agree, Aaron D. I agree. It's time for her to go. But did Juan sleep with the girl or just sketchy hotel receipts? I don't know what... I didn't Listen, I don't pay for Robin's Patreon. I don't care to pay for Robin's Patreon. I just know that she owned up to the fact that That Juan was having inappropriate communications with this woman. I don't know how far that went. I don't know if it was just trading naughty DMs. I don't know if it was just, you know, flirting. Obviously, they had text messages. I don't know if he sent her a dick pic. Like, I don't know what the extent of it was. But I do know that it wasn't all that kosher. And Robin knew about it. Shady millennial. Yay. Okay. Okay. Shady Millennials put together their Crazy Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip cast. Brandy Glanville, Kelly Dodd, Noella, Bronwyn, LaToya, Jennifer Aiden, Marlo Hampton, Monique, oh, and filmed in Tibet. That would be wild. That would be insane, Shady Millennial. Thank you for the super sticker. That would be insane i couldn't even imagine that cast altogether. i think this comes up after the reunion andy says he's going to be talking about this with her on watched happens live good good he should talk about it. yeah i think it came up after the reunion as well i think she thought she was going to get away with it and not have to talk about it at all and have everybody think that this you know marriage was all kosher great amazing oh my head hurts okay That's all I have for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed. Oh, excuse me. Hopefully you enjoyed tonight's live. I will be doing a members only live. If you're listening to this on the podcast, the members only live will be saved. I'm about to pull out the wine, and I'm about to answer some of your questions. So if you guys have questions, I put a call out for questions on Instagram. So go to my Instagram stories at No Filter with Zach, and you can submit a question right now. Nothing is off limits nothing is off limits, okay? We're going to get Liddy City, we're going to have F-U-N, and we're going to live life. Lisa Rinna thinks she's getting a reality show. I don't think so. I don't think she would want to do her own reality show, to be honest with you. She's good at stirring the pot, but, like, to open up cameras to be in your home and film your family and film your marriage and film your relationship, like, that's a lot. Harry Hamlin has an acting career that I don't think he would really want to be on that, so I don't think that there's much legitimacy to that rumor maybe she took a meeting and she's like yeah let's explore this but i don't think there's much legitimacy to her actually trying to sell a family reality show okay guys go to instagram right now Send me your questions for tonight. Nothing is off limits. I'm pulling out the wine. We're going to get Liddy City and have a good time. I also have a bonus members only episode. It's a full hour. I talk about the night that I met Lisa Rinna at Harry Hamlin's event. And I also give you the full crazy wild stories from our trip to Mexico. So it's a full hour bonus episode uploaded on YouTube tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Bonus live tonight. So given all the members, all the content. Yeah. Oh, Carolyn Bird just joined and came a member. Yes. um, Give me like five, ten minutes and then I will make sure we go live. We love you, my fave podcaster. Thank you, Courtney okay guys um, if you want to keep up with me personally you can always keep up with me at just plain zach on all social media you can always keep up with the podcast and get the latest reality TV tea at no filter with Zach very exciting the traders just got it just got announced that they've been renewed for a second season on peacock and they're doing a reunion hosted by Andy Cohen that's an exciting tidbit of tea that I forgot to reveal in the live until right now. Traders coming back for season two. And then Brandi Glanville, Kate Chastain, Reza Farahan, Kyle Cook, all the Bravo lebs that were on the traders. They're all going to be back together again. Sari is going to have to face everybody after the con. If you guys haven't watched real housewives or sorry, not real housewives. If you haven't watched the traders, I suggest you go on Peacock, watch the traders. You can listen to a recap that I did for the Ring Your reality TV podcast afterwards. Cause there are spoilers in that. Um, but go binge The traders on Peacock. Listen to my recap on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. And then get ready. February 28th is when the reunion with Andy Cohen drops. So get ready, guys. Love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you on members only in a few minutes. Oh. Stay tuned. If you're a member, you'll get a notification of when it's live. I'll go live in like 10-ish minutes. All right. Love you guys. Ciao for now. Bye.